We're so blessed to have you here. So for this month, we talked about growing holistically. For the first week, we had Christine come on the podcast, talk about everything about growing holistically. And then we had my mom come on and talk about being um, mentally rooted. And then my dad on being emotionally grounded. And as promised, we had my sister to talk about how to be spiritually founded. For the first question we have, how do you as siblings share devotionals with each other? Like when the journey started? Well, we mostly started last year or this year, ever since quarantine started because now we stay at home mostly and our tables or our school tables that we have, study tables are right beside each other. So if we have the same devotionals that we do, whether with ourselves, with families or with friends, it's easier to talk to um, each other and it's easier to discuss different things because we're literally right there. Yeah, I think this is like almost the distance of our tables from each other. A little bit yeah. more, but yeah, together. So. Yeah, basically our family is um, really used to having nighttime as our family time. So that's when we pray and talk. So it's already part of us, but quarantine has helped us like get closer. And, and that's an important part of being spiritually founded, having an environment where you can talk with each other and grow. It doesn't just have to be a biological family because I know that um, like some of my friends, they don't have that kind of um, atmosphere in the family, but there are life groups or um, I know that there are other people who are willing to invest in your life and so stay connected to them because it really helps you grow when you are able to pour out and talk to other people or ask questions. Like we're reading through the Bible this year together and she asks exactly. me questions, I ask her questions, especially in the Old Testament, like what does this mean, what is going on? So that's one way to help yourself grow. Second question, what do you both do to refrain from arguing? So this is more of a sibling life thing, but I think that this also has a lot to do with spiritual things. So. Well, refrain. Sometimes it is hard to um, not argue with other people, but knowing that we should be Christ-like and just how Jesus did, he didn't react out of um, his anger to other people from what they bashed to him, how hard they treated him, but he just continued to stay humble. And I think for us also what we could do is to give space to the other person so that they can also try to calm down, relax themselves. And also a best way or the best way that we could do is continue to read God's word, pray to God to help him give you peace and also the joy that you need to share with one another instead of arguing. Yeah, so that's actually something we've learned, especially in quarantine, because yeah. we, we're always at home. Yeah. So if someone's like in a stressed out mood or in a not, you know, very positive mood at the moment, we would just like take a step back and just let them have their space. Because in the Bible, it even says that sometimes if you say too many words, you might just add more heat to the flames. It'll get into a bigger problem and we don't want to argue. Um, one thing Pastor Cesar Castellano said in one of the G12 conferences is um, for a couple, he, he and his wife treat themselves as they would treat the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is inside of us. And so that's also a concept where because Jesus is inside of the other person and the Holy Spirit is working, you don't want to, you know, hurt <laughs> that temple of the Holy Spirit. So yeah. Next question. 
How do you start your relationship with God when you're dealing with overthinking? Well, um, personal experience, sometimes when I overthink, I just remember that what God has for me, He already has it all planned out. He already has my future planned out. He has my plans, so I don't need to worry. Knowing that He's in control of everything, I don't have to be afraid of what might come tomorrow or for my future because I trust the person who's holding my life in His hands. And sometimes maybe when I overthink, I can try to think out of the positive instead of negative so that I know that even if I might slightly overthink, it's something positive instead of a negative outward appearance or thinking. Yeah. So uh, one thing that I've been reminded of as well, listening to some songs and like with what the world is going through right now, I think overthinking is somehow like a, a first reaction that humans have when it comes to situations that go out of control or even if it's small situations and you just wonder what's going to happen next or what's going to happen tomorrow and you just start overthinking. Yeah. Um, one of the things to remember is that first in Matthew 6, God says, do not worry because we can already see the evidence in the world itself. If you look at animals, if you look at the plants, if you look at the balance and the harmony of all the food webs and the food chains and everything, like God took care of all of that. And we are worth and valuable. We're worth more and more valuable to God than the animals and the birds and the plants. And so if he can take care of them, how much more would he take care of us? The beauty of it is that we have a relationship with him. So just like with any relationship, we need to build on that foundation, on being rooted, founded, and grounded in God's word, in his presence, so that we get to trust him more. Because, I mean, like, if you have your family members or you're in a relationship or friendship, you trust that person more when your relationship is deeper with them, right? So like, if we want to grow in our relationship with God and we want to trust Him and not overthink as much, then we also need to spend time with Him yeah. and deepen our roots with Him so that we can be familiar with Him and then the trust comes out of that. It's not a once in a life, not in a second, if that makes sense. Like It's not like for the rest of your life, you can trust God just because of like one day. It's actually every single day that you have to learn to keep trusting Him. So I hope that helps. Um, next, we have how do you let things go, like your thoughts or worries, even when it actually feels good to worry? Well, just as she said earlier, how it says in the Bible that we do not have to worry knowing that it does, it might feel good for our flesh, but it says we should fight um, with the spirit instead of the flesh and um, allow what the spirit wants us to do and not what the flesh wants us to do. So um, dealing with worries, still the same thing, knowing that God is in control. He has my future in his hands. He has my life in his hands. He knows what he's doing. He has the best plans for me. So I don't have to overthink or I don't have to worry about what I would want to do because he has the best things for my life and for each of one of us. In addition to that, um, I think that sometimes we want to worry or as what um, the question phrased, it feels so good in a way to worry because we, we as humans want to feel like we're in control of something. Like we want to 
if we worry about it, then we feel like, okay, maybe I can fit it into this bubble. Maybe it can work out this way because I'm thinking of all the details to make it work out this way. And so I think this is a battle between, as what she said, like our flesh and our spirit into us wanting to control it and being human. We want to do everything that we can to reach the point, to reach the goal, or give into the spirit where he can do things beyond our control, which is also greater and bigger than what we can imagine. So I think when it comes to overthinking and worrying, it's good to plan and to be prepared. So in a way, it's good to like think about things for the future and to be prepared for that. But once you start going to the things that you really can't control, like you, you try to plan tomorrow out, detail, hour by hour, minute by minute, you can't control it. So you can plan like, oh, tomorrow I'm going to do this, but if it doesn't work out, it's okay because sometimes you just have to like not just go with the flow, but also be willing to adjust and be flexible to what God wants you to do. And so that goes back to your roots. It goes back to your foundation and being grounded in God because when you're familiar with His voice, then you could hear like, Sometimes it's like I feel the Holy Spirit saying like, oh my goodness, here she goes again. You know, I tell my girls that like whenever we talk, like what if the Holy Spirit's like face palming, like why is she thinking about this when I got it, you know? And so I think that's why we have to be so familiar with God's word and his voice so that we don't get lost in all the other thoughts and the voices of the world in ourselves. We have to be rooted and grounded in him so that we can grow in our relationship with him as well. So next we have... How do you know that it's the Holy Spirit leading you and not your own quote-unquote made-up voice? Well, for me, I'm actually still on that path, still on that journey, figuring out um, when the Holy Spirit's talking to me, if it's really Him talking, or if it's me just trying to pretend that it's um, the Holy Spirit, like just making up my own decisions and ideas. But... Um, while going through this journey, I continue to put my faith in God, put my trust in Him, relying that He would speak to me and He said that He will accomplish whatever He started in our lives. And I will continue to pray, continue to read His Word, and know that His truth will always remain. And He would just suddenly speak to me. Um, so in relation to what she said, sometimes I think it's related to actually the previous things we've been talking about and how like, knowing if it's from God or not, or if it's our own thoughts, our own voices. And and for me, it just goes back down to our relationship. Like if you just um, put your relationship with God and compare it to a human relationship, like how do you value your parents, your siblings, your friends? Like what do you do to grow in your relationship with them? How do you trust them? How do you talk to them so freely? How do you you know, do life with them. And, and with God, it's the same thing, except that he's God. So when you want to deepen your relationship with him, the more you read his word, the more you know his character and who he is in your life, then for me personally, that's where you could sense like, okay, this is definitely not something that I could do. It's not something that the world could do. And when it aligns with God's word, then you know it's from him. And the thing is, Sometimes he does talk in a big way and does the miraculous signs and wonders, but sometimes it's also the still small voice. You know, we talk, we read about this actually um, in, in Elijah's story where God was not in the wind or in the earthquake and all the big things. He was in the gentle, quiet moment, the whisper. And so sometimes we need to quiet ourselves down, lessen the 
schedule business and just take time with God to be still and listen to what he has to say. So I think it's different for, for different people how God speaks to us, but it's the same in a way that he is the same and the Holy Spirit is the same. So when he talks to you, it's just, it's different. It's full of peace. It's full of joy. There's confirmation. And there's so many things I can actually say, but basically when it comes from God, it aligns with his word and it's, it's peaceful and in a presence that's just so different from the world um, based on my experience. Like recently I had some decisions that I had to make that were pretty big and I knew it came from God because of like certain things that happened along the way and I'll just tell you to watch the video instead about that. So next we have, I feel like I'm not hearing God's voice at all even in my quiet time. What should I do or how do I amend this? Well, personally, again, I am still going on this journey at the same time because there are always, or there will really be times when sometimes you're like wondering where God is, but when you read his word again, he is always there with you. He is there right beside you. Sometimes he's just waiting on how we respond to what he's given to us. And also at the same time, continue to persevere, continue to read his word, continue to pray um, like you've never prayed before, knowing that he would just give you an answer in his time, whether with a yes, a no, or a maybe. I mean, whether with a yes or no, or a wait. And sometimes he wants us to learn how to enjoy and wait with the process because that's how we also get to learn how to be more faithful and trustworthy to him. So um, I did a little reading earlier and this struck me in relation to the question. It's in Jeremiah 17 and it says, um, this is called Jeremiah telling the Lord about his troubles. So I think it's pretty relatable. This is in the easy version. Um, and it says in verse 15, people keep asking me questions. Where are the words of the Lord? When will they come true? And um, it just made me think sometimes that's how we are. Like, God, I'm reading your word. What's happening? Why is nothing happening? When is it going to happen? Um, am I going to get what I've been praying for? Am I going to get what I want, what I desire? And so sometimes I think that first is a reflection of where are we placing our hearts and our minds. So this is in relation to the previous topics because um, sometimes you might not realize that what we desire, we think is aligned to God's word, but it's actually what we want. And we're just, as what she said, justifying ourselves. Like, God, I want to do this for you. And it's as if like God told us to do it, but he actually didn't. We just want to do it, but to justify or justify ourselves, we say that it's from him. And so that could lead to us sometimes feeling like, why am I not getting what I want to get? Um, another thing is... I've been seeing this a lot recently where you can't ask God or the Bible to give you what you want. What's there is there. And so we can't choose like, I want this. I don't want that. I want this book. I want this verse, but not that one. It's, it's the whole word. Every single part of the Bible is there for a reason. Even if we don't understand it yet, it's all there for a reason. And the Bible is the only book that can come alive and change your life. And so we can't always expect that every time we read it, it's something we want to hear. So if you're always expecting that God would speak to you in a way that you like it, in a way that you want to hear it, 
then we have to change that expectation because there will be things that God might say that are very hurtful and you don't want to hear it, but you have to because God loves us and He disciplines us as well. Um, another thing is sometimes it won't come in the same way it did before. Because I think like based on my experience, like earlier this year and we were fasting and everything and like, oh, we received so much and everything was just so powerful. And then now it's like, why am I not feeling the same thing? I'm still receiving, but it's just not in the same way it was before. So that's another thing. Don't compare your previous season to now or don't allow your season now to be defined by your season before because every season has a purpose. That's why it's a season and not a whole year-round thing or not a whole lifetime thing. It's a season. And so when we're reading God's Word and doing our quiet time with Him, we have to ask Him to lead. And that's why it's important that before we read His Word or when we do our devo time, devotional time, we invite Him in and allow Him to lead us and not just us trying to read on our own understanding because we're going to fall short, you know. So, yeah, I think that's it for me. Um, next question? Yes. Okay. So for the next question and the last question, do you have any tips on having an efficient devotional time? Because this leads to having a growing spiritual life. So, so for me, having an efficient um, devotional time, I would say um, suggestion or tips, it's actually nice to start in the early morning, mm -hmm. knowing that we should put God first we should set aside all the different gadgets and social media and different things that we do in this world and put God first doing his um, or doing our devotional time with him, being able to spend time with his word and knowing that in the morning as well, when you wake up, it's a new day to thank God for waking you up, for giving you another chance to live. So one of the best ways is to spend time with him in that morning. So that you can be refreshed, you feel alive, you feel joy and his peace with you through the rest of the day in all that you may do throughout the week and throughout your single day. So I think, yeah, that's actually what we do. Yeah. She, we've actually experienced doing it at night. I think you yeah, did it and I did. And then she shifted it to the morning and it really changes things. Not that it's bad doing it at night, but there's something different when you start your day with God, yeah. go through your day with God, and then end your day with God. So um, another thing to add to that as like realistic tips is I've also, this didn't just happen overnight, okay? It took years before I eventually developed having a morning Devo. And then sometimes like if I do another Bible plan, I'll need to read it at night as well yeah. so that we have a devotional time in the morning that's a bit longer and like quieter. And then we have a nighttime devotional time with the family and then with ourselves. That way we really start and end the day with God. Because the efficiency, it doesn't come by your schedule. It comes from your, your heart and your spirit. So for us, yeah, your willingness. Um, it took, I think it was in 2013 when I started doing journaling really for devotional. So it's been almost eight years, I guess, since I've been doing it. And then now I've learned to like not just allow it to be a schedule, but to have it in my heart. Like I want to receive more, I want to do more. So it's in my heart and my spirit to do it and to have that time set apart because when you seek God first everything follows and of course you would love it if you seek him more so if you ask him for the ways to do it and the time to do it then he will give it um, if you're still starting and you want to be efficient in it then same thing I suggest we suggest finding a time 
preferably in the morning because yeah it helps really honestly starting the day with God and then just ask him to guide you into the books that you'll be reading there are some books that are more advisable to read if it's your first time reading and then there are some different versions there are many versions now especially through technology so it helps you know you understand the word more and just ask God to be a part of your reading and then ask him to just help you understand and digest and live out his word because that's how you grow where it's not just learning so much and then leaving it at that we have to apply it i think your devotional time shines the most when you're living it out because that's where you can reflect and that's where you can talk to god like oh this happened and like oh god you worked in this way or this didn't happen yet and i'm still waiting and trusting in you so basically it's not gonna happen at once and you're never in i don't think in a lifetime you're ever gonna re- achieve a perfect devotional time you're always gonna keep growing every single day as long as you're alive you're gonna keep on growing and growing and so yeah don't have an end goal like once i reach this then my devotional time is fine keep on growing and allowing god to love you yeah level level it up you know so that god can keep using you so basically um in summary to all this our series about growing holistically was focused on the idea of a tree and so if we were a tree how are we doing <laughs> how healthy are we how are our roots how are we growing are we bearing fruit and how so are how are the leaves <laughs> and the bark oh you have something to say about the bark i think yeah like in relation to all this like also when you notice how a tree is unhealthy by its roots you can see it by its outward appearance like on its bark like it doesn't seem as clean, it starts falling off. Also the leaves, you can see that the leaves wither instead of being a shining bright green because of how it must be um, underneath or like how its roots are found in the soil. Maybe there was a distraction or maybe like personally in our lives, maybe we might have a distraction or something that we um, think that this is what God has, but then this is actually our own flesh trying to or ourselves giving into the flesh that's actually not good so later on in our outward appearance other people might see us like acting in different ways that are not so good or not um according to what how jesus lived his life and so we can reflect on ourselves also um reminding ourselves where are we really rooted in are we leaving all our roots rooted in god or are we leaving one just hanging in the world so that we still have a taste of it? Or do we really want to have all that God has for us and knowing that he has the best plans for us, we can just trust him and rely on him for whatever he has um, given and what he's about to do in our lives. Yeah, so that got me thinking too, like if you say that you're rooted in God, but then your tree, the bark and the leaves and the fruit are not of God, how are people supposed to believe yeah. that you're rooted in him? Because remember, the roots are unseen. We do not see the roots yeah. um, above. I mean, you do see it sometimes above the ground, it, but usually the deep parts are underneath. So if you want to really grow spiritually, then your deep roots underneath have to keep growing so that the upward things, the things seen by you, 
and by the people around you will also reflect God. And remember in Galatians 5.22, it mentions the fruit of the Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 12, it mentions the gifts of the Spirit. And those are things God freely gives and the character that we mold as we live with Him. And so like a tree, if we want to see that kind of fruit, then we have to grow once again in our relationship with Him. Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, we have to just... Our hearts just have to be fully for God. Our minds should think of things above and our spirits should be one with Him. I know it sounds like a bunch of terms put together and it sounds so hard to do, but really living life with Jesus is going to be hard if you don't invite Him in. So one last thing before we end. One thing I've also learned recently and that I've heard a bit more was how the words for and with are very different when it comes to living with Jesus. It's not just living for Him. Or you work for him, you live for him, you love for him, and that's it. You also have to do it with him. You work with him, you love with him, you serve with him. So that your strength doesn't come from you trying to just serve your master, but you're also working with the source of everything that's being given to you, of everything that you need in life. So as we continue to grow through life, let us grow holistically like a tree, planted by streams of water in Jeremiah 17, 7 to 8. It says that blessed is the man who trusts in God and even the women. Yeah. Because when you're planted by the streams of water, you will bear fruit no matter the season. You'll always stay green. Even in Psalm 1, it says the same thing. And so we just hope and pray that you are encouraged by this and that you're reminded that it is real to have struggles in spiritual life and in devotional life. And we are not excused from it but there is a way to overcome and to grow from it and that is by putting jesus in the center and allowing him into your life so we hope that you guys were encouraged by this talk it's nice to have my sister here to give a little younger real perspective on this thank you to those who sent in questions it's uh, really nice to be interacting with everybody as well. If you guys have any topics or questions you'd like us to cover, feel free to comment either on this YouTube video or on the Instagram page. It would be a blessing and an honor for us to be able to help one another. We're in this all, we're all in this together <laughs> um, in life. So we're not trying to put anyone down. We want to encourage each other. And so always remember that I am blessed to bless. You are blessed to bless. We are all blessed to bless. Talk to you guys.